Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. There is so much shame for the unproductive fig tree. Cut it down. Make room for a more dedicated and hardworking fig tree. Yet, who among us is living up to our fullest potential? The productivity experts these days can diagnose the what's, but the gardener offers an alternative medicine. Nurture it slowly and let it soak in the manure all around until it can get the good stuff out of it. Lying fallow and getting fertilized with laughter and tears at the crappy stuff of life can help heal what ails us, and that is sometimes productive enough. In our message of the week, Sandy Cole shares from Luke 13 and how we can still be productive followers of Jesus even when we don't get everything done. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Won't you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we come here tonight to worship you and to draw closer to you. And we just pray that your spirit would be with us so that we can can learn more about you and your word and draw closer to you and your will for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So during this season of Lent, we have been preparing our hearts and our minds for Easter, and we've been exploring in our sermon series, Good Enough, what it means to be human and to live a life of imperfection. Now, given our Time for Young Disciples skit tonight, which Abigail and Emily, you did a great job. Thank you. (laughs) You you may be wondering if we're going to get down to the mucky muck dirt of life today. Um, as we learned about that fertile soil, you know, the cute little fur, and what is in our uh, natural fertilizer that helps things to grow. But um, before we get any further, I want us to dig into um, a little bit the definition of what it means to be fertile. And in Merriam-Webster's online dictionary, it states that fertile is producing or bearing many crops in great quantities. Productive. Now that sounds like something good, doesn't it? Sounds like a good thing. But in our scripture today, we are going to hear about a fig tree, an unproductive fig tree. That means a tree that is not producing or bearing many crops in great quantities. And it already sounds now like we're going to get into the mucky, stinky dirt of life here because we don't like being unproductive, do we? Many of us want to live our lives to the fullest, fullest potential that we can, and we strive to be as productive as possible in our lives. And we come from a good stock of pioneers here, don't we, in the Middle West, in the Midwest, who settled and grew, we grew up with this Midwest farming work culture that's, that's not bad. It's not a bad thing. We're hardworking individuals doing our best at all times to get the job done and done well, right? And when we do well, we're going to have a good life, a full life, a happy and abundant life. And if we're honest, we're always looking for those things that are going to help us be more productive, right? And whatever that might be, maybe it's like something like this. Maybe this is your jam. You smell the productivity in that coffee cup. But then again, maybe we overdo that too. And the reality is actually this. That coffee has given me an unrealistic expectations of productivity. 
Yeah, you get those little jitters a little bit. So many of us here in our part of the world have ties to agricultural farming and gardening, and we can understand what it means when a plant, like this fig tree that we're going to hear about, is unproductive. And we also understand what decisions need to be made by the owner of the plant. So we're going to take a look at our scripture today, and if you feel so inclined, um, I'm going to invite you to read along with me. Our scripture comes today from Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. Jesus told this parable. A man owned a fig tree planted in his vineyard. He came looking for fruit on it and found none. He said to his gardener, look, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree for the past three years, and I've never found any. Cut it down. Why should it continue depleting the soil's nutrients? The gardener responded, Lord, give it one more year and I will dig around it and give it fertilizer. Maybe it will produce fruit next year. If not, then you can cut it down. Were you expecting the owner of the fig tree's response to be to the unproductive fig tree to be cut it down? If you were a gardener or the owner of that, of that field, would that have been your response? Of course because he's looking for a return on his investment, and he wants to make room for more hardworking and more productive trees, trees that are worthy of his time and resources. Now, he expects this tree to live up to its fullest potential, and it's not. And in the owner's eyes, it's not good enough. It's not productive enough. Now, we never scrutinize ourselves like the owner has done with this fig tree, do we? <laughs> Have you ever questioned whether you are good enough, whether you are productive enough, and whether you're producing enough fruit? Have you ever pondered whether you are worthy? Now, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life that I have felt that way. And there have been times when life seems to have become something of an endless journey of trying to achieve trying to keep up with all of the to-dos and trying to take care of everyone else and everything else. And it seems like it's all impossible to do. Now, maybe you feel like this person on this infinite staircase, always walking forever and ever. And this is a design by M.C. Escher, who is a Dutch graphic artist. And he's known for his mathematically inspired drawings, which feature impossible architectural constructions such as this infinite staircase like this one. It's never ending. But in the parable that Jesus tells, the gardener is offering the owner an alternative approach to the problem of the unproductive tree and instead wants to nurture it slowly, not with coffee for that quick jolt of caffeine, but with good old stinky manure and fallow time, a time to rest. He's offering a different pro approach to increase productivity in the fig tree that isn't a quick fix, but it's one that uses the stinky dirt we call fertilizer that's going to sink in and produce and provide what the tree has been lacking. The gardener is giving the tree the extra, albeit stinky, nutrients that the fig tree desperately needed to make it more productive and more fertile. He is offering the tree rest with a time to heal. 
And he's recognizing the tree's worth and giving it a second chance. Now that sounds like a lot of grace and mercy to me, doesn't it to you? It sounds like God calling us to a time of healing and hope and rest. And it sounds like the hope we can have through the salvation in Jesus Christ when we change directions in our lives and look to God. It's a time when we rest in God and are nourished, even in the mucky, stinky things in life that are unpleasant and hard, but in fact help us to grow. But we must do our part as well in this healing and nourishing. We must change our own directions of our heart and mind, and we need to stop and tend to our own roots as well. We need to allow ourselves time to heal, to become fertile by soaking it all in, by being present and patient. And we need to allow ourselves time to take in what we need to thrive instead of forgetting to take that time to rest. And we need to stop continuing to criticize ourselves for not being productive enough. And that can be very hard. And what does that look like too? It might mean that we get off that infinite staircase and we walk a different path or a more even and stable path, one that's not so impossible to navigate. And it might mean reprioritizing how we spend our time and energy each day, perhaps giving up some of the things that we have been doing that no longer bring us joy. And it might mean just taking a break from the high-speed pace of life just to rest more and to recognize, as Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie state in the devotional book that we're using in this series, Good Enough, not everything has to be done, and not everything has to be done by you. And it might mean that we remind ourselves daily we are not called to be perfect, but we are called to be faithful. We're called to lean into our faith and to trust that God can take our imperfections and our flaws and our, even our unproductive moments in our lives and bring forth fruit that we could never produce on our own. We're called to have faith and allow God to tend and cultivate and nourish us even through those dirty, stinky moments of life. And we're called to just be patient and present with God so that we can heal and grow and flourish. Now, the interesting thing is when we recognize that we ourselves are worthy and good enough to be loved and nurtured by God and rest in his, in his arms, we're deserving of rest and a fruitful life, then our eyes become open to the fact that all are worthy and good enough to be loved and nurtured by God. We might find that our productive enough selves start to see areas where we can help others to dig in into those stinky moments of life together by being patient and present with others, perhaps giving them time to rest, to listen, to be nourished, and to heal. And while I can think of many examples of ways that we can bring our productive enough selves to nourish others, I'm reminded of a ministry that a friend of mine recently shared with a group of us that is reaching members of our society that many might look upon as unworthy or not good enough. She shared how she and her husband are part of a nonprofit ministry called Reentry House Plus. 
a ministry that provides housing for post-incarcerated men and helps them for the first six months after they are released from prison. The ministry also has a program called SWIT, which stands for Success While in Transition. And this program focuses on teaching the men the skills that they are going to need in order to return to society. Now, the SWIT program itself was developed by Tommy Green and William Elmore, who themselves were formerly incarcerated. And my friend shares how her eyes have been opened through this ministry to see the men as sacred humans needing to be cared for and loved. Humans who simply made some mistakes in their lives and have paid for those mistakes in the most dehumanizing prisons. She shares how, how when she and her husband first started working with the men, she was terrified. But then she came to realize that they are God's children too. They're God's children who need people to love and care for them also. And they will quickly show their love and appreciation back. And they now call her Auntie Althea. And my friend shared the following reflection from one of the men named William, who's been nourished by this ministry. And William says that somewhere along our journey, we had lost focus. We lost our direction. We lost our sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Some have even lost our families and our so-called friends. And we're only left a shell of a man or woman, searching or wandering aimlessly through the penal system for answers and solutions to our dilemma, which I believe can only be found in God and fellowship with humanity. And they are not necessarily in that order. But either can precede the other. And if the dynamics are operating within their boundaries, I believe that something special will begin, a relationship, a bond, a common goal, and a network. So can you envision how the nourishing and nurturing is taking place between them? Can you envision how they're patient and present in this process? And can you see this ministry nourishing these proverbial fig trees, surrounding them with their prayers and their, their love, their forgiveness, and their patience? And can you see these fig trees being nurtured with a friendship over time where the Holy Spirit is included in transforming their lives, a friendship that can change their hearts and minds so that they too can flourish and be productive as well, so that they too know that they are worthy and that they are good enough? Now, the truth is, friends, that we are all fig trees. We all face times of being unproductive, broken, tired, exhausted, and burnt out, living life on an impossible infinite staircase and in need of rest and healing. We all have times of feeling unworthy, not productive enough, and we all have times where we're in need of forgiveness and second chances. But the good news is that we are all worthy in Jesus Christ's eyes. We're all worthy and good enough to receive the love and nourishment that God provides to us. And we're all worthy of the second chance that we have been given through Jesus to be a productive member in God's kingdom and community. So let us be reminded daily that we are all blessed. Blessed are you who stop to rest or at least to slow down. Blessed are you who discover rest and new life and renewal 
when you step off the impossible infinite staircase. Blessed are you who remember that the world will keep spinning without you. And thank God for that. And most of all, blessed are you who remember you are loved, 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 and productive enough just by being you. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.